Hi, I'm Jamin, and you are listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. We are live at Predictive Analytics World, Marketing Analytics World, and many other worlds. My guest right now is Brian, VP of Marketing at Big Squid. You guys have the coolest booth, I think, on on the show floor, by the way. Oh, thank Hot you. Pink's great. I have a kick-ass sticker that I've added to my bag. Thanks very much for the uh, tchotchke stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about the company. Cool. So we're Big Squid. We're based in Salt Lake City, Utah. We have, we've been around for about 10 years, actually. The, the company has kind of evolved out of the, the marketing and analytics world. Um, we, we've done a, a lot of business intelligence consulting in our, our years past and really kind of the genesis of where we are today was we were consistently hearing a lot of the same challenges with our customers where you know, leveraging business intelligence for an analytics environment, you're, you're building really interesting and cool dashboards all the time, but you're always looking at data in kind of a historical context, which led our customers to the next questions, which is what's going to happen? Why is it happening? And what can I, I do mean, about that's, it? That's the holy grail. Absolutely. That's right. So a couple of years ago, we, we launched our product we call Kraken. It's an automated machine learning platform. Badass name. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and the approach that we've taken is to integrate with the analytics infrastructure that BI analysts are using every day. So most of your enterprise data warehouses that are on the market today, most of the major business intelligence platforms, we're able to round trip data in and out of those environments where we're basically just enhancing it with predictive metrics to give analysts a little bit better idea of what's going to happen. That's really cool. What kind of data are you dealing with? Um, we d it depends. We, we deal with all kinds of different data. Um, we're, we're kind of a horizontal play. We work with companies across basically any vertical that you can think of. The data that we play with is always structured. Again, coming out of kind of that business intelligence environment. So it's been cleaned. It's been pretty well curated, pretty yeah. well clean. This is data that's you know been used or is being used for reporting on Got a day-to-day -day basis. So. We're lucky in that sense. There's already been some thought behind yep. kind of the business questions that we're mm -hmm. trying to support with, with analytics. Um, so we're, yeah, structured data and, yep. and set up in a way that is being used in reporting environments. Who is an ideal customer? Good question. So our ideal customer is the BI analyst or a data engineer, those that are, are leveraging these, these platforms like uh, a Snowflake and or a Tableau. Um, Looker, Click, you know, places where we're, they're leveraging data on a day-to-day -day basis to derive insights and then reporting on and, and telling stories to their executive stakeholders um, about what's happening in the business and, you know, what, what do we think is going to happen? How should we be thinking about making things better? Um, but, you know, they, they haven't really been classically trained on data science and machine learning in the past. So what we've done is we've created a, a platform that enables them to very easily sort of navigate towards that concept that Gartner calls a citizen data scientist. Right. So leveraging an automated platform that really brings the, the R and the Python, the math and the stats that most data science practitioners have in their back pocket to the analyst who is more closely aligned usually with the, the executive personnel, the stakeholders who are making decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, there's been a lot of movement, uh, not, uh, not just in this space, but across the board in, in like uh, primary data and others where it's like this democratization of access to the actual insight, which, other, which prior was almost impossible because it required at a minimum some advanced math and stats, right? Uh, which is like master's level. And, and now it's like, I mean, you've got these solutions that are allowing the common folk, as you said, Gartner uh, cited correctly, right? The citizens. So, so um, when you, when you kind of frame things out a little bit more, 
is the buyer the analyst inside of the organization or is it happening at at the uh like at the cto level where is who's the one that's uh sequestering the budget yeah it's another great question um it's an interesting space this is absolutely an emerging market it's red hot right now um what's what's fascinating is most often companies haven't budgeted specifically right. for it's like a new dollar right it's, it's a new dollar yeah. absolutely it's a good way to describe it um, so for us, uh, we, we take an approach where we try to create champions, our, our actual users, people who are excited about being able to expand their skill set to have a bigger impact in their organization and make a name for themselves. But in almost every occasion, we have to navigate our way up to executive level and, and most frequently C-level sponsorship in order to reallocate budget right. into the environment where they can make an, an acquisition of a product like ours. Yeah, totally. So are you is the initial sales strategy a little bit like a B to C. I don't. I know that you're not connecting in at like that level, but is it a feel a little bit more? I'm starting it, with the, in the trenches of the organization. Making it, it, it can easy. be. Yeah, I like to think of it. The way we approach the market is kind of top down and bottom. Yeah, up, both right? directions. Both directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, if we're lucky, really we meet in the middle. We have an informed executive, and we have a champion who knows exactly how they want to leverage it. Yeah, and they're pushing for the insights that they can build. So with all the success that you've had, this is next question is going to be kind of hard to answer, but I'd like you to pick like one example of a project where, um, you know, it was just your favorite. You just, you connected with it. It seemed like it went really, really well. And um, it's a clear kind of view of how people are using you. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'd say uh, for me, my favorite customer story is probably that of Skullcandy. Uh, for those who don't know, Skullcandy is an, a very innovative player in the, the audio space. So kind of a lifestyle brand. They build headphones and of all shapes, colors, and sizes. I have some. Okay, good. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> I do. Um, so this, the story with Skullcandy is they were trying to leverage some kind of predictive analytics to inform the way they're developing their products. So what they were able to do, actually leveraging some NLP earlier on in their, in their data pipeline, um, they were able to call out key words in um, customer reviews from places like Amazon and things like that. So they were getting an understanding of, from a commentary perspective, wh where are things failing? If we have a one or two star review, what are the key words that are being used over and over again? And we took the, the outcome of that NLP model and started to feed it into a supervised machine learning model with all of the attributes around specific products, new products going to market. And the cool part about their story is they're, they're able to now predict what new products that they're launching are going to have failures and where. So before the market or before they go too far into market with a new product, they have the opportunity to retool, improve the quality of their product, increase the customer experience, make a, a you know a better product, improve the, the user's experience, make everything feel better and lower their warranty claims costs overall. So wow. they're having to deal with less claims coming inbound. They're having to deal with less returns and shipping costs and sending free product and all those types of things. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. I love that. So you said it sounded like what they were leveraging was existing reviews like uh, Amazon type, Yelp type. Yep, exactly. Type stuff, right? Yep. So you're, you're able to incorporate things like social media as well as primary data sources, any type of data. Sure. Source. Yeah. Yeah. If the data is being captured, as yeah. long as it can be piped into a data warehouse type environment and we can ETL things together. It Got becomes it. a really rich data set that's fit for machine learning. That's really cool. So what do you think about the show? Show's been outstanding. It's been really, really fun actually. We've had a, a lot of fun dealing with a lot of data science practitioners and kind of getting their insights on 
where and how they might leverage something that's a little bit more automated, where their pain points are and how they could help these emerging technologies can speed up their workflows and ultimately enable them to do more. Um, we've also had some really fascinating conversations with analysts who are reading and learning and trying to understand this data science space. I think that's why a lot of people have come to this event overall is just to learn more about what is this predictive analytics world, right. so to speak. Right. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun. I feel like our message has been resonating really well and it's been a very productive show for us, absolutely. Yeah, I think the attendees here are, I mean, you have this really nice cross-section between business professionals, these are like buyers, and then um, also executioners, right? The people that are actually yeah. doing the analyst side of things. Absolutely. So you got a very nice representation ac across those two. And then you got a lot of big brands, right? So, you know, big budgets are represented as well. And then the show floors feels very friendly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun. We've had, you know, upwards of 15, 20 people hanging out in our booth at any given time. Yeah. And uh, we actually had some, some Polaroid action going on. Come to the booth and get a Polaroid. And oh. people have just been kind of lighthearted and having a good time. It's been fun. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Brian, if somebody wants to get in contact with you or sales at Big Squid, how would they do that? Uh, probably best bet is to visit our website, bigsquid.com. And obviously, fill out a contact form there. Um, really easy to find. You can also check out a free trial on our website as well. You can sign up and get a 14-day trial and get kind of a feel for what automated machine learning looks like and feels like and what types of insights you can derive. And of course, we'll include that information in the show notes. Brian, thanks for being on the Happy Market Research Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Everybody else, appreciate your time. This show is coming to an end. If you found value in this episode, like I did, I hope you will screen capture, share it on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'd greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day.